In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. I've been dabbing the entire time. <laughs> Why? Dab. 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 I don't know. Dab. Okay, that's going to be... Uh, add that to your list of intro questions, which probably mark dabs. Oh, All of them. Oh, Horace, oh, and that's why, that's why I think yeah. what he gives <laughs> Oh, they declared dabbing heresy in the, 40, in the 40th millennium. <laughs> Livy will be so happy. Oh, uh, fuck. Magnus totally dabs. <laughs> Magnus, okay, we gotta save this for the show. Magnus's psychic powers include dabbing. No, no, just put this, this is how it starts. Magnus dabs. <laughs> Lead us away, John. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast in the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. My name is John, and with me are my two favorite fearless men with balls of ceramite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know what ceramite is. <laughs> it's what space marine armor's made out of. Oh, okay. Then I know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am a Chaplain Fuzzy, and I'm gonna beat you with my big ol' stick. <laughs> I'm Braden, the man with the dick of uh, Necrodermis. <laughs> <laughs> we starting this one off right, boy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so to I think we're in a good place for me to ask this question, actually, because before we get into okay. the meatiness of Perturabo onward, um, uh-huh. so all the Primarchs are the genetic children and clones of the Emperor, right? Yeah. Correct. But all of them look different, right? Yeah. Yes. So... In my mind, there are about four possible explana- five possible explanations for that. Option okay. one, chaos fuckery. That one seems f- most likely. That one seems funny to me because I'm imagining just fucking Cinch getting a hold of fucking Lehman Russ and being like, I'm gonna make this one a Scottish dog. <laughs> and everyone just high-fiving and laughing. Um, option two, uh, the Emperor fucked with it. Also likely, just, yeah, I'm just gonna fuck with some jeans here, and I'm gonna make this one look like a dog. And then he high-fived Malgador the Sigilite. <laughs> You're gonna notice it. Picked the, pick the wrong time to take a drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, option three, uh, epigenetics, you know. Lemon Russ ended up on the Valhalla planet and ended up just kind of looking like a dog due to his surroundings. Which, I guess, kind of, but that doesn't explain Gene Seed later on. Uh, option four, uh, yeah, it is, uh, there are four possibilities. Option four, and this one's my favorite, uh, the Emperor is. His phenotype is all of the dominant genes of these ancient shamans, right? Hmm. 
So all of the like most dominant genomes from these bunch of shamans turn into an eight and a half foot tall brunette with swoleness. But all the other genes are in the Emperor. Which means if we smash cut back to the shamans, one of them was a Scottish dog. <laughs> Another one was the prettiest boy. One of them may or may not have had wings. Well, and uh, uh... that's the one I choose to believe. I don't think it's that way, actually, but I choose. I elect to believe that the Emperor is made up of a bunch of shamans that look real dumb when you smash cut back to whatever BCE. Okay, so do you want my version of a real answer? Yes. Okay. And then I so want Brayden's the version of a real answer. <laughs> Alright. So, the way I see it, the, the Primarchs kind of imprint on the people around them, in terms of like their appearance, with some Eh, in there. Uh, so, you know, Russ was raised by a dog, he becomes a dog. Uh, Horus, he... A weird thing about Horus's gene seed is that, like, a lot of the people who become space marines in his legion look like him. Which is odd. So, uh, it's like the only on. legion where that happens. I'm gonna pause you, because your explanation is ending up with more the question. The Primarchs are actually orcs, and they uh, think that they should look that way, so they do. Not, not that per se, but that the way they are raised and by whom influences their appearance. So epigenetics. Sure, I didn't know what that word meant. I didn't want to stop you and uh, ask you. To, uh, epigenetics is uh, the process of making your phenotype, the way your gene, your genotype, your genes express themselves, different mm -hmm. due to your surroundings. They proved that this is a thing by separating twins at birth, not on purpose, but like, you know, due to various mm -hmm. terrible events that occur in on Earth, twins get separated. And even though they are genetically identical twins, they can look very different. For example, there's this one pair that got fucking separated during the Holocaust that one of them is about three inches shorter than the other one. And it's not because, like, he broke his spine or anything. He just, right. due to where he was, he ended up shorter than the other one. And his diet See, and his exercise and everything else. I think it's partly that. I think it's partly the way their gene seeds are constructed. and With partly, cosmic fuckery. Uh, yeah, and partly just mutation from going through the warp, a.k.a. Cosmic fuckery. Extra cosmic fuckery. So, uh, like, uh, Vulcan and his, you know... He black. Distinct skin tone. <laughs> yeah. Vulcan being black is part of a gene seed mutation. That's less funny than the shamans, but also makes sense. I'm sorry. Hey, Brayden, which one do you think it is? Okay, I have... Uh, hold on, because I'm going to throw a hot take at you. You have a sixth so, theory you'd like to bring in. Yes. You'd like I, to throw down another have, monster on the field in attack mode. I have mode. a theory. Aside from the fact that I think the Impra should look like a Native American because all the Algonquins are Native Americans. And, mm -hmm. you know, they just he just got whitewashed, I guess. <laughs> yep. There's he's, no explanation as to why actually. he's white when he was created by, like, an Algonquin indeterminate shamans. amount of Native Americans. 
Yeah. But here's... What if the Emperor just made a whole bunch of dogs? 20 to 21 dogs. And they just have such high psychic powers that they just look like humans. So, you're... Okay, okay. <laughs> so... Are you saying Lehman Russ just sucks at being a psychic and so yes. he looks too much like a dog? Yes. I think I think your brain might get a little too hung up on Lehman Russ as a dog. Uh I think I, I think he got no, hung here, up in just the right that, amount. It's and not that I, just Lehman Russ is a dog, it's that they're all dogs. I would like to <laughs> gather up the cards I place down, put them back in my deck, throw my deck in a fire. And bow to uh, option six, the much better option. <laughs> Everyone is dog. Everyone is a dog, and is. Why just... do you think the wolves picked up Lehman so quick? Dog. It yeah, fucking Brayden just makes get. Oh my. I'm imagining Lehman Russ actually is like a fucking Scottish terrier. Sanguinus is just a dog that's a vampire with wings. <laughs> Wait, I think we're losing some. I think we're ah uh, yes, Dogcula. Dogcula. Fucking. Did you know Banacula has a cartoon now? God bless. Anyway, uh, let's talk uh, about Ferris. Forward to our Ferris forward Manus to our is, just, new... <laughs> is just a dog with metal legs. <laughs> look forward to our new podcast where we watch the Bunkula cartoon episode by episode. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, another rewatch podcast. Uh, rewatches watch. Just watch, no re. Just watch. <laughs> well, I've seen one episode and I wanted to die. I'd rather do a Sonic Boom <laughs> watch podcast than a... Yeah, that's because Sonic that. Boom has meme potential and isn't just a fucking <laughs> very garbage children's cartoon. It's a garbage in the right way children's cartoon. That's true. God. Okay, so let's get back into the Primarch, starting with the Primarch of the Fourth Legion. Per Tarabo, a.k.a. the Lord of Iron, a.k.a. the Breaker, a.k.a. the Hammer of Olympia, a.k.a. the guy that couldn't take a joke from the guy that couldn't take a joke, a.k.a. the guy that thought throwing bodies at people was a legitimate strategy, a.k.a. the greatest tactician of all time, a.k.a. the greatest influencer of the Imperial Guard's Tactica since, uh, Ever. Robot Girlyman. A.k.a. a guy who thought a good aesthetic choice would just put a bunch of fucking pipes in his skull. <laughs> I mean, that's a good aesthetic choice. He's going for that steampunk. Yeah, I mean, the motherfucker has some issues, and I don't understand how he turns his head good. Uh, steampunk? Pipes. More like siege punk. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so, so I'm the new head of the podcast now. Oh, uh, <laughs> hell yes, I don't have to edit anymore. No, you're still editing, but... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the devil. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. So, Perturabo, uh, you know, he landed on a world called Olympia. You know. Uh-huh. Why not? Uh, so he's kind of an outcast, he's kind of an asshole, but... At this point, I, I want to briefly note, uh, he was literally undiscovered on his planet until he was capable of climbing mountains by himself, and he was just <laughs> climbing some mountains below a city-state. That's good. That's it, that's all I wanted yeah, to mention. So he... <laughs> just the motherfucker yeah, grew uh... up enough to climb a mountain. Uh, he was raised by a man who was known as the Tyrant of Locos. The city which, he was uh, climbing up to. That can only end badly. Right. 
other than that, he was a pretty, just like, quiet, chill, generally pretty sweet kid. However, he had daddy issues, like every Primarch does. So he constantly sought uh, Dam Damakos, who was the tyrant, that's his name, constantly sought his affection and approval, and no matter what Perturabo did, he couldn't get it. Mm -hmm. And basically, it just came time to, I'll just overthrow you. Oh, dear. That's, also, that's a then, jump. He also, like, in order to get his Papa's affection, not Big Papa, just regular Papa, uh, oh. in order to get his affection, he was like, all right, I'm going to attack your enemies. Now, the thing about uh, Olympia is a lot of the cities are built on mountains. Uh, I w interesting factoid. Do you know what's mm. fucking hard to siege? A mountain? You betch your left nipples. Uh, so, this- Brain, how many nipples do you have on your left? I'm genuinely concerned. Only one. Okay. I need Could to see a doctor. As far as you know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so, this motherfucker, uh, decided that the way he's gonna get good is he's going to build siege engine after siege engine to siege the mountains. And he does, and he takes all of them down, um, with his magic siege engines. And it's at this point that we discover, excuse me, Perturabo's bit, he siege good! <laughs> Oh, he's the siege master. He uh, is the siegeman. He, he is the polar opposite of Rogal Dorn. Rogal Dorn and pain his glove. magic pain. Oh, so he has a magic pain boot? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the magic is not... The magic pain is not delivered to him, it's delivered to the door that he's kicking down. Yes. In fact, yeah. his first siege engine was actually just... Attaching himself to a bunch of ropes and swinging really hard at a door. Oh, that's good. I was about to say they just made a trebuchet and they flung him into the into the into the city. And then he I'm beat the shit out of it. Was everyone. the tactic, <laughs> but it was probably the tactic more than once. Yeah. <laughs> at Throw least them at me twice. so that I may hit them with my sword. Actually, uh, Perturabo's siege tactics, uh, if you could have guessed from the beginning. Uh, slew of phrases throw bodies at the wall throw bodies at the wall Good. let the bodies hit the wall then the floor <laughs> so let the bodies hit crash. the floor <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a brick yeah, I was about to say, like to everything brick. else <laughs> yeah uh so yeah his his whole philosophy was we should be able to take this because we are better than them because <laughs> we have so, more people that too uh he was very he he actively hated that he was the siege master <laughs> why did he hate it because he didn't want to be stuck doing that he wanted to build like rogal dorn and his magic pain glove okay but he was stuck being the siege guy mm -hmm. and uh there is a very famous uh interaction between him and Dorn that I would like to reenact with Fuzzy, assuming Fuzzy knows of the interaction I'm speaking of. Uh, not offhand. Uh, wait. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I don't. <laughs> uh, you just have to be 
Dorn. All right. <laughs> Trust me. I think you'll know it's th- a one-word thing. <laughs> I might be able to, yeah. Rogal Dorn. Is there any fortress that you could build that Perturabo could not take? That phrase that right? Yes. And uh, yes. Well, okay. The it was actually if I I fucked it up a lot. It was basically could Perturabo take a fortress that you built and Dorn just says no because he's a dick. Well, yeah. Damn. <laughs> and also Bert- Rogel Dorn make building good. Uh-huh. Right. So this just pissed Perturabo off because Dorn was a dick about it. But in that Abe Lincoln like, well, he's not wrong. Uh, other thing I would kind of like to note about Perturabo here, so, you know, he grew up in Space Greece, right? And yeah. his dad was a fucking tyrant, and after he overthrows his dad, uh, and ap- he spent, like, his youth, air quotes, um, you know, all 15 minutes of it, uh, as he suddenly hit his growth spurt and became a seven-foot-tall Mega Man, um, god, do you think like the Mario mushroom sound effect just plays in really slow motion. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, anyway, um he read a lot about like democracy and uh men of learning and was actually like he liked peace, freedom and democracy. The motherfucker was a Greek. He was Greek as fuck. But then his dad was a fucking ty- tyrant, so he overthrows him. Uh Actually, the the Empire Builder slot was already taken by Rawbutt, so... Hey, uh... Well, that's the thing. He didn't want an empire, he wanted a democracy! He oh, wanted that's... freedom uh, for people! Yeah, he never could have worked in 40k. Yeah, uh... But then, uh, E-Money shows up, uh... <laughs> Big to- E. Big Papa E. Yeah, uh, to, to quote a different article, after E-Money showed up on the east side looking for his homeboys up in the hood, uh, <laughs> Perturabo throws his dad off a fucking building and joins the Imperium um, with his real uh, dad. And then proceeds to do the single dumbest thing any Primarch has done, but also solidifies Perturabo as a character to me. Uh... Fuzzy, are you aware of this? Maybe? So Perturabo gets his legion of 35,000 space marines, and they've just come off this fight, and it was a very, very hard pirate victory. Like, they won, it just took them way too long for what they had accomplished. And Perturabo, as punishment, uh, calls for a decimation. Which is a, for every 10 soldiers do a lottery, one of you gets killed oh, by the yeah, others. Yeah, yeah. Another Greek thing. Yes. But then also gets picked up by the Russians, which is why I call him Space Stalin. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, he he turns Space Heel real fast. Mm-hmm. And somehow, some way, this inspired the most incredible loyalty from his, <laughs> from his Marines. Well, it's either loyalty or death, really, if you fail, so... Yeah. Like, it's life, or it's success and live, or fail and die. So he like, lost, if you f- he just decided to kill off one-tenth of his legion, just yep. because. As punishment for that. Greece. <laughs> well, it's really more of a Spartan tactic that 
started it, but I guess, you know, Greco-Roman, Spartan, same difference. Yeah. Despite they're not being the same, like, at all, but still, same one together, so that's and, interesting. And, and then he becomes base Stalin? Through his use of tactics of just throwing bodies at walls, and he was also one of the major users of armor and artillery. Oh, okay. How's his mustache? <clears throat> he didn't have uh, No. He had cables coming out of his head. Oh, I'm, he didn't a, even that's have That's a mustache, hair. I guess. He did have a hammer, though. He, he did more have of a linen than if he had tubes coming out of his head, because they tried to Fair. keep him alive for a while. He did have a cool-ass hammer that's called Forge Breaker. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> Later on, it gets a pretty pretty cool-looking upgrade, but we'll talk about that when we get to some good, old-fashioned heresy. Yeah. But yeah, uh, per one blam later. Uh, shall we move on to the Edgelord? Uh, I guess, I just real quick want to mention, Pertrobo's really just kind of a fucking bummer. Uh, guy wanted democracy and then ends up in the fucking Imperium, and it's like, wow, this sucks, and my dad <laughs> just wants me to fucking fight all the time. I hate this. And he just got real cold and bitter, and honestly, like, out of all of the Primarch, or among the Primarchs, he's one of the, like, yeah, I get it, cases. Guess yeah. which side like, he's on later. Oh, I'm guessing the heresy. Yeah. Yeah. And every other Primarch fucking hates him. Yeah. <laughs> Except he's a Horus. Normal -ass dude. Except Horus and, like, maybe Lorgar. I mean, who can hate Horus, though? That's the point. That's the yeah. point. Nobody can hate Horus. See, uh, part of me kind of, like... I really want to see the AU where fucking Horus doesn't fall to chaos, and I know I wonder there's the AU where the other side falls. Yeah, I I have to wonder if if Horus didn't fall, if Horus was the one who stayed. I have to wonder. Do you? Th I think he almost could have redeemed most of his brothers. Like I don't know about all of them, but I think he could have. Well, done a lot to bring them back, or even bring them back fucking later. See, I don't want to unpack too hard, but... At least not now. I think we can do that more right. later. However, I think a very important part is, they could have, they didn't want to. Yeah, that's uh, kind of an important feature there, but... Well, well, and not just in the you betrayed me, but also the Primarchs that fell, they didn't want to come back. Yeah. Damn, that's heavy. It fucking look as much as a, a meme 40k is. The nugs in there are really good nugs. There's some like, good story in 40k. It's just most of it is ripped from other places, but some of it is interesting. But look, that Olympia. Yeah, in 40k's defense, the guy. The smart writers and the smart lore guys took the good tropes and weaved them together in an interesting way. Mm -hmm. And that's and cool. Then and then every once in a while, you get shitty retcons, like Oleanus Pius, which we'll get to later. Oh yeah, we will. Oh, um, I like that last name. There's just some goofy shit in some places, but some cool shit in others, and some good fucking nugs. Just fucking yeah. you. We. That's the point of this podcast. We get in there. We're panning, man. We're got. We're in the river. We got a sieve. 
<laughs> it's gold. filled with shit. Hunting. It's filled yeah. with shit, just pure human fucking excrement. But we're getting it out. Yeah, we're that's getting the, one the gold. Thing I've is like uh, when you really take a like a retrospective look, like going into these scenarios of all this bad shit happening, like it's real. It's real, like hard, like. It can be pretty, pretty like brutal when you really think about it. But you know, we like to meme it up just to make it seem less bad. But you know, it's well, interesting to look at it. Like as much as I say, like I hate Warhammer 40k, especially when yeah. talking about how they use the um, myths and legends so differently. Yeah. I think it's an interesting spin on them to just take the source material and use it in a different way, and not because ex- it's not a carbon copy, but they use similar names and similar stories and plot hooks but they do different things with them which is interesting as well yeah you can consider the oh history repeats itself if we don't learn from it well they forgot history so it's all coming back around yeah even in names yep right so uh, with all that heaviness out of the way, let's move on to the Edgelord. Uh, uh, fucking, I, we I heard, can't just award that title willy-nilly. I heard this uh, man has a sight. Uh, this is Primarch of the 14th Legion. Well, we, we've already spoiled the names. We can we can just... Uh, the Death Guard. Yeah. And his name is Mortarian, a.k.a. the Death Lord, a.k.a. the Prince of Decay. Oh, that's good. I wonder. I wonder who his patron is later. Cough, cough. Coin. That's a good bit. <laughs> Clearly, it's so. Mortarian lands on a poison plant. Oh, that's good. It's called Barbarous. Oh, that's a better name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a plague planet. And so also, everything is fucked. Yeah, oh. also, to no one's great surprise, because uh, noticing a fucking pattern. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he is uh, found by the uh, overlord of Barbarus, who may or may not have been a demon, or may have been a sorcerer of Nurgle, or whatever he was. He was something that was less human than fucking Mortarian, who was a seven foot tall fucking Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also really gaunt, and he is the palest Primarch, I think. Oh, that's good. Is he, like, sheet white, or...? Probably. Yeah, more or less. I th- what, uh, what of his face you can see <laughs> behind the gas mask? Did they did they find him different when they said, Hey, you don't look like shit all the time. <laughs> well, he still looked kind of yeah. like shit. Uh, yeah, because but the compared, atmosphere is compared poison. to everyone else on Barbara, who I assumed looked like a skeleton, or looked like a plague doctor all the time yeah yeah that's fair yeah (laughs) so uh in the the way that everything is weird so there are some creatures and this is a big hint when there are creatures on a planet shit is bad especially if it's you know already habited So there are some creatures and who live below the poison fog of barbarous and Mortarian fights them with a enormous harvesting site. Oh, that's good. And after he becomes, like, accepted by the people, mm-hmm. you know, meh. Because Mortarian broke out of the fortress and then, like, joins the people. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, he... Sorry. Well, he gets these people together and they form a Death Guard. Oh, that's good. 
Man, I just imagine like an AMV of him fighting these creatures with animal eye become in the background. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but so like he goes down and fights the monsters below the fog. And also something I haven't I don't know a lot about Mortarian, so I just did a lot of reading all at once about him. And it, the motherfucker just grew up on a Nurgle planet. Like, not half-assed either. This planet should have been exterminatist. And I don't know why Emps didn't just lead with that later, honestly. Uh, fucking... So, Mortarian kills all these fucking things underground, under the fog, whatever. Are they uh, poison moles? Like, what are these creatures? Uh, demons and undead. I oh. shit you not. Just zombies and demons. Oh, that's good. A, uh, a Nurgle zombie is just an enormous, bloated, rotting corpse. Uh, basically, imagine uh, everything you fought in the first few levels of Diablo 3. That! Yeah. Uh, just that. I imagine but the bloat from Left 4 Dead. That too. Yeah. Yeah, that's also accurate. So, uh, yeah, so fucking Mortarian plays a one-man game of Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 in, <laughs> in perpetual fog and poison, uh -huh. um, and he comes out, fucking gets some villagers together, they form a death guard, and then all of a sudden, another warlord comes in and is like, hey, uh, I have this zombie horde I made, I'ma fuckle you, and Mortarian's like, no. <laughs> and fuckles him instead, naturally. Uh, that's good. Because, you know. Mm. Uh, so, only uh, the Overlord is the only warlord left on this fucking planet, and then Emps shows up, naturally appearing not like the Emperor, because, you know. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's space station wagon. Yeah. Uh, the thing about the Overlord is, you know he's a sorcerer or demon of Nurgle. And even... Mortarian's a Primarch, but he isn't a Primarch in power armor with all the equipment. He's not leveled up yet. He's like... he He's only a 10th level fucking paladin. <laughs> it's when, of a 20th level. Yeah, whereas his adoptive dad is a 20th level uh, warlock. And like, look, man... There's only so much you can do against a wish spell, you dig? Yeah. <laughs> and so Emps shows up and is like, Alright, I'll, I'll give you a little choice here. I'll help, but you gotta swear your loyalty to me. Or you can try to kill your dad on your own. Whatever fucking suits you. Do what you want, nerd. Uh, guess... Well, so naturally, Mortarian said, because he's an edge baby... Uh, fuck you, maybe, Dad. I'm gonna go kill my adopted dad. Uh, and fails. Oh, damn. Uh, uh, if I remember right, the dad was unnaturally resilient, which becomes a theme. And also, he, like, poisoned the fuck out of Mortari. Oh, dear. Yeah, no, uh, according to some light reading here, uh... He fucking throws Mortarian into the poison atmosphere, gas maskless, and is just like, hey, eat shit, mate. Um, the Emperor then quickly comes in, fucking smites with, you know, 40 levels of smite. Uh, the This random sorcerer asshole gets oh. his son, uh, heals 
heals up his kid, and then uh, takes him away. Mortarian resents that uh, Ems is a kill stealer, but uh, oh well. <laughs> Don't KS me, bro. You also yeah. never really. This is the first time I've ever heard of like a Primarch failing. Yeah. Well, it's also the first time a Primarch's directly run face to face with chaos. Oh, yeah, that is true. Which is really, like, kind of interesting. So, I I think Mortarian is the only one who headbutts Chaos in his quote-unquote childhood. Maybe Magnus, and... Well, Magnus think... just tangentially because psychic. Well, if you consider the beasts on Caliban right. to be right. Chaos Corrupted, then the lion did. Right. But, yeah, you're, you're pretty pretty on the ball that this is the first one who has run face-to-face -face with Chaos and lost. Yeah. But not just, like, face-to-face, -face, like... The other ones, that was, like, Chaos-adjacent. This is, like, here's a motherfucker actively worshipping and using Chaos. This yeah. is what a ruinous power can fucking do in the hands of someone who fucking knows. Okay, I'm having a revelation right now, uh -huh. so... Mortarian... Mm -hmm is famous for being against the Librarium. Yeah, he fucking hates psychers. Do you think that's part of it? Because he's seen, in some way, what's out there. I would... Yeah, probably. I mean... That's really interesting. Like, uh, fucking... Uh, yeah, imagine... You're a fucking kid and every day a guy mage hands your nutsack in elementary school. When you grow up, you're probably gonna have a fucking problem with yeah. wizards. He has PTSD against uh, chaos with psychers tap into, right? Uh, yeah, but like... And he's and the psychers on Barbarus directly summoned Nurgle demons. Yeah, yeah so I assume he would hate any psyker. Because he's like, because yeah. he knows like what the shit can do. Yeah. And he just doesn't trust it. Um, that's really, that's a good through line. Yeah, that's just becoming aware to me, and I hate that it just has. Uh, but also because he grew up on the edge planet with edge lords and was raised by the over edge lord, uh, there was a lot of you know killer be killed on the planet, and so that is another through line that uh, Mortarian kind of holds mm -hmm. forevermore. And there's also a lot of hey, point to Death Guard if you can't walk through this kill box and come out the other side you don't deserve to be in my Damn. legion there's also a lot of here drink this poison oh, <laughs> that's good if you live you can move on my gene seed is just straight poison it's just cyanide <laughs> no this was tangential to the gene seed this was just hey drink I'm this saying, poison I'm saying yeah but I'm saying like in addition to that <laughs> just like the gene seed yeah. is just cyanide that you just have to take and see what happens also, uh, for the record, his legion was called the Dusk Raiders at first. Oh. Uh, Before. Yeah. It sounds, and then, it sounds uh, like a Mad Max villain group. Yeah, right? The other really dope thing about Mortarian is he has a breathing apparatus, because he has to breathe poison at all Why? times, because his lungs got <laughs> used to it. Stupid. He got too Which, used to the poison, so now he gotta breathe the poison. That actually gives credence to the uh, epigenetics idea. Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah. But goddamn, do they have some uh, fucking meaty uh, epigenetic skills, the Primarchs. Like, or, yes. Or I'm just gonna... the poison dog. 
or he's a poison dog. Interesting. Perfect. Perfect. God. Uh, so, his scythe that he wields at all uh-huh. times is uh, called Silence. Uh, awful. And he has an and he has an energy blaster named the Lantern. Awful. Well, that's not so bad. Is it a lantern? And it's a blaster. Oh, it should Fuck be. You, it's, it's just a, a gun. lantern. Now. I was I was hoping it was yeah. just a lantern that he holds. He just up holds it and up. Energy just comes out of God. it. Oh, he's a green lantern. Yeah. The green uh, is for poison. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say he's like a Pokemon. Well, poison's purple in Pokemon, so yeah, get good. So mate. there's also a. Uh, Something that exists in 40k is the idea of virus bombing a planet, and Mortarian just carried little virus bombs with him. Oh, that's good. Well, c- to be fair, Mortarian, if he virus bombs a planet, is like, oh, hey, I can take off my helmet now. Sick. <laughs> and so he just fucking probably throws these gas grenades out and then just fucking pulls Everywhere. off the helmet and is like, <sighs> fresh air. Poison hair flowing in the poison wind. I, he is the Primarch that pulled the trigger on Redacted. Oh, wait, wait which Redacted? Yeah. Uh, four. Ah, interesting. No, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I me. Mean, I don't gotcha. know who you're talking the, about. The, yeah, of course not. Is it one of the missing? It's a, the missing Primarchs. No, it's a uh, it's a major battle in the Heresy, oh, and it's Redacted. Well, no, I, we will talk oh, about okay. it. I just don't want to unpack it because it's a lot to unpack. Uh, and we still have to move on to uh, the Primarch of the Word Bearers. Primarch, uh, what's his number? Seventeenth uh, Legion Word Bearers. Lorgar, aka Lorgar Aurelian, aka the Urizen. I sure hope you're fucking ready to do some learning, and by learning, I mean I'm gonna beat the good word into your fucking head. <laughs> oh no. With my mace. <laughs> so uh, he grew up on Colchis, which was a very religious planet. Think space Vatican, oh, but good. a planet. Uh huh. And worshiping is just a fact of life oh. on that planet. Uh, so he arrives on this planet, and holy shit, gets educated gets trained uh but he actually uh he start like meets with this religion called the covenant and then there's another religion that follows the old faith or the old ways which actually worships chaos Chaos. (laughs) (laughs) but as we talked about how like there's the duality of every chaos god like the negative and positive Mm. these were the positive parts does that make sense the guise of more benevolent deities Mm. Uh, Lorgar is a incredible orator he has a lot of charisma. He is the only person that rivals Horus in natural charisma. Oh. You know, real quick, yeah. I just want to have a quick thought here that I just had. Uh, do you think if humanity fucking just appreciated the positive sides of the ruinous powers, they would stop being so fucking ruinous since they're made out of the collective subconscious? See, you. 
This is a common theme in a lot of fiction, like take Star Wars. If you just embrace the good part of the dark side, is it okay? Uh, yeah. Just a hot hot take, real quick. Let, let's go back to Lorgar, because that's gonna be that would be an episode of conversation and hot debates. Yeah, that actually, I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Uh, so he, Lorgar basically overthrows this old religion, as one does. But the whole time he's doing this, he's having like these visions of a one true god. Uh, that he specifically, it's he's seeing a mighty warrior in gleaming bronze coming to Colchis and a cyclopean giant in blue robes standing beside him. Who's in blue? Is it Robot? The robot's the only one Robot. I know is in blue. Well, I'm yeah, just kind of scrolling down the notes to see is it actually Robot? But no, it's it not. Uh, Who's so the Cyclops? Two... Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I thought they would have maybe... Apparently he got the coloration blue? way the fuck off in his visions. <laughs> or the robes were blue and his skin was red. Anyway, uh, so there are two important people who join Lorgar's legion from Colchis, and those are Corfaeron and, uh, fuck. Who is... It starts with an E. Herberus? Herberus. I'm pretty sure that's correct. I don't fucking know. So, they become... Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Erebus. Erebus. They are the most important people. They also fucking hate each other. And uh, Corfaeron is the uh, the leader of men. I forget what they call it. They have a special title for it. And uh, Erebus becomes the first chaplain of space. Corfaeron's also the... Uh... Lorgar's foster dad, and also notably one of the first, or pretty much the only foster dad not to get fucking murdered by his kid. <laughs> murdered hard. Yeah. Uh, so Lorgar joins the Great Crusade. Oh. Uh, pa Big Papa E comes in his minivan, already full of jokes. Yeah. Well, okay, hold on. We skipped a couple of steps in Lorgar here, because there's okay. some good shit on, that happens on Vatican Planet. Uh, hit, hit us with Okay, it. so fucking Lorgar kills the old religion, right? Uh -huh. And is getting these fucking visions. And he gets real popular because of him murderizing the previous religion. Um, so he fucking comes up and eventually, like, announces to the fucking... He gets a lot of followers this way, you know, uh -huh. killing heresy. Yeah. Uh, As one is wont to do. As one in 40k is wont to do, especially on the Space Vatican planet. Um, so he gets all these followers, and eventually he comes into the fucking Grand Old Council Chamber and is like, I am having these visions, and I believe that that is our god coming back to us. I think that's what it means. My dudes! Uh, naturally, the people who don't like Lorgar treat this as the perfect opportunity to declare him a heretic oh. and have him. This is the first time heresy is used. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, guys come in to try to arrest Lorgar, uh, and they get murdered by Lorgar's followers. The Covenant proceeds to split into two factions, the Old Faith and the Brotherhood of Lorgar, who, uh well, take a wild guess, is on his side. 
At this point, a giant holy war occurs, and guess who comes up on top? Guess, uh, Brayden. <laughs> I'm going to guess Lorgar. Yeah. Ding! So, six years later, Lorgar <laughs> wins, and oh. he and his supporters uh, fucking storm the big old Vatican temple, kill all the monks of the old faith, oh, and dear. win. He he complete wins, and also completes uh, the first great great purge um, in, in 40k so far. Hmm. Uh, he also gets a bunch of fanatically loyal warrior monks in the process. That's good. Uh, Indeed. And at this point, uh, Big Papa E is like, alright. Uh, apparently at this phase, he, uh, takes a loop back and drops off the minivan. Drops them all off, and it's like, uh, you know, hey Magnus, come with me. Uh, and so Magnus- <laughs> You get the Magnus passenger seat. Magnus is very happy, uh, to sit in the passenger seat. Uh, he fiddles with all the buttons, and, uh, puts on a really weird CD. Um, it's really esoteric. It's like Gregorian chants, but upside down. But don't ask me how he made, <laughs> don't ask me how he made sound be upside down, but it is some cosmic fuckery uh -huh. on a compact disc. Um, and so he, uh, shows up, uh, Emps and Magnus show up, and it's like, hey, and Lorgar's like, hey! Hey! It's God! It's God! Weird, we can actually see you. This is odd, but cool. Uh, and so everyone starts on the planet immediately starts worshipping the Emperor as God, and Emps has to be like, no, stop, no, stop, God, stop! <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he, he instills that lesson and then leaves. <laughs> He, it doesn't stick. Yeah, uh -huh. taking Lorgar with him and giving him the 17th Legion, the Imperial Heralds, soon to be renamed the Word Bearers. Good. So do the Word Bearers? I so guess Lorks. Uh, they, uh, Lorgar writes a very, very important book, the most ironic book of all time. So Lorgar falls to chaos because he's, you know, the, the, the faithful oh, one. Irony. And, yeah. yeah. And he also writes a book called and. Of course, it is the hardest shit to say. Lectitio Divinitatis? I was going to say the Lestitio Divinatus. Spell, I'm not, spell that. It, put it Put it somewhere for me to read it. Uh, I, uh, you got it, buddy? Yeah, I got it, buddy. Uh, copy and follow it up with a pasta. Wait, shit. No, control V. There we go. Uh, there it is. It is. I think... I don't know how C's are in... In the I think that should Latin. be Letitio Divinitatis. Ah, damn, spicy. Well, I so, feel like it's lect because lectern. You mm, know, yeah, the thing but, you read books off of. But also, yeah. I don't want to get into an etymology debate. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's yeah. debate this right now. <laughs> so this book is the Bible of the living god the oh, emperor dear. uh it is believed to be the precursor to the temple of the savior emperor and the imperial cult which are the precursors of the modern ecclesiarchy and the state religion that's uh, a lot of words yeah the emperor fucking hated this oh really thing. having it was outlawed oh he literally like 
he very rarely personally took it upon himself to spank his kids, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, I was about to say, did he not do, do anything? Do you want to get into the rebuke? Uh, no, I think we're gonna save the- I think we need a, to, once we- That's a lead-up of the heresy oh, episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Topic. I think we need to get into an actual Great Crusade episode, and then heresy two or three-parter. Um, so he because... did punish Lorgar for making this book at one point. In a big oh, way. Yes. In a big, stupid. I was about to get ask, to... like, did he not get punished for this? Because the way you guys said it is like he didn't, or like no, of, he like, gets none spanked. of the primarchs basically get punished. Okay. No, no, no. That's Very good. rarely does Emps personally spank his kids. Um, this is one of the few does, times he fucking spanks his kids, and without fail. Every time he does it, it he does it poorly. Oh, in my mind, Emps, uh, the shamans that made him up were not good, good dad. parents, yeah. and uh, it just <laughs> kind of all compounded, well, because some of that... them were just absentee, and some of them were just, like, too lenient. And so uh, when well, he had to come down, he came down with, you know, cathedral ships. That's part of it. But also, there's a, a running theme in 40k where the more power you have, the the less you can empathize with humans. So the Emperor didn't know what it meant to be a man, and never did. Hmm. Like, never. Yeah, ever. Uh, the Primarchs don't really know what it means to be Space Marines. The Space Marines, after a substantial amount of time, uh, depending on chapter, forget what it means to be human. Yep. Yeah. And so on and so forth. And, like, even, like, high-empowered humans live for centuries and forget what it means to be a human that will die by 30. Yeah. Also, uh, interesting fact about 40k, medical technology does progress to the point where humans can live upwards of, like, 600 years if they're, like, physically yeah. allowed to live that long. Oh, of course, the... You look like shit, but you do live that uh, long. Yes, of course, the average, uh, you know, death age is still, like, 50-something because, ooh, laddie, do a lot of people die because, guess what, in the 41st millennia, there is only war. <laughs> Uh, the only other big things about uh, Lorgar are his aesthetic is real dope. Uh, he has scripture inscribed on every possible part of his armor. He literally has a book on his pauldron. That's good. Like a functioning okay, book. That's good. Uh, he is also the slowest capturer of worlds. Because he has to throw books at them. Well, apart from that, he maintains... So, in the Great Crusade, there's, like, this parlance of bringing a world to compliance and bringing it into the Imperium. He spends a long-ass time on that, on the bringing it into the into the fold part. Mm. Where, uh, like, Horus will just leave regular humans behind and move, yes. kind of like how we talked about with Rawbutt. Uh, the word bearers will stay in what a lot of the Primarchs considered far too long and then move on. Okay. Largely because he's so he busy very... converting them. Uh... Yeah, but when you do convert them, they become fanatically loyal to you because when you preach that your dad is God, you're immediately a demigod. Yeah. So. Interesting. There's some there's some gross stuff, but in, in a lot of ways, Lorgar is like a very pure Primarch. But he's just a religious fanatic. 
Yeah. He's, anyway, he's before like we nice, end... He's a nice dude, but he's just a little cray-cray. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's do one more, because boy, did we spend a lot of time on some meaty Primarchs. But I think uh, so, this uh... one doesn't have a lot to him. Uh, but boy, oh boy, do I love this good, good, good boy. There's only like five left, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but we just dug yeah. real deep. Uh, three. There's four. Uh, four, four, maybe five. Yeah, <laughs> maybe five. Uh, so, uh, this is the Primarch of the... I keep getting him confused with Batman 1. Uh, Primarch of the 5th Legion, uh... Jigatai Khan, Primarch of the White Scars, a.k.a. some people call him the Space Mongol, some people call him the Primarch of the Love, some people call him Jigatai. The Great Khan, the Warhawk, the Warrior, a guy who just really loves to go (laughs) Go. fast! Yeah, that's good. (laughs) So I can only Um, assume he's Space uh, Genghis Khan. He's Space Genghis Khan. With dope high heels. He... Okay, Jagahatai uh, has an aesthetic, and that aesthetic is good. Why does he have? <laughs> first of all, he. Why does he have a mustache? First that of is, all, he's got a Mongol mustache and beard. Second of all, he has a very, very long ponytail, but like the rest of his head is shaved, Ugh. so it's just he has a top knot. The longest top knot. Awful. It's fucking perfect. He also has a scimitar, uh-huh. uh, and um, at, that he waves from a jet bike. So, well, hold on. Let's back it up just a, just a touch. Okay. He's raised in Space Mongolia, uh-huh. right? Uh, becomes uh, Space Mongolian Space Mongolia's uh, Space Genghis Khan. As literally every other fucking Primarch does. Mm-hmm. He, uh, conquers everything. Okay, literally, just copy the Wikipedia article on the history of Genghis Khan, take out the shit about the, um, raping and pillaging, and, uh, put it in space, and that's Jagahatai. That's, oh, that's it. Good. Um... Yeah, so he does the, oh, look, there's these big armies. Oh, look, I can just run around them and shoot them. On horses. Uh, this planet has black powder levels of technology, so uh, imagine a bunch of fucking musketeers on horses. Uh, that's it. That's what he fucking does. Rinse and repeat until he wins, and then the emperor comes in and is like, hey, hey. Uh, how's it going, how, kid? How's it going? Um, well, there's a, there's a bit when... Uh, like literally 40 days before the big Papa E shows up with his minivan, uh, Jagahatai is like confiding to someone like, huh, I have conquered the one continent on this planet. All we can do is just build bigger walls. This fucking sucks. I wish I could go to the stars and combine humanity. <laughs> oh, look, a minivan. What's Six this? months later. What's the and... station wagon doing here? Interesting. That's a Volkswagen Beetle <laughs> pulling a What's minivan. What's the Suzuki Samurai doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, excuse me. A Volkswagen minibus, not mini. Uh, my bad. Uh, I thought God. we were just going smaller and smaller cars, which is why I said God. Suzuki it's Samurai. just a clown point, car. It is a smaller. <laughs> it's a clown car. Um, 
but yeah, so, uh, Jagahatai, uh, proceeds to run around the, uh, space van on his horse until the Emperor finally gets him to fucking sit down for five minutes after promising to basically just keep this thing in speed mode all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, so he can never drop the minivan below 55 miles an hour or Jagahatai will explode. Um... <laughs> Not the van, just Jagahata. <laughs> um, and yeah, he fucking jumps in. Uh, he meets his brothers. Uh, he mostly keeps to himself, but uh-huh. has some good friendships with Horus and Magnus. I was about to say, doesn't he only meet Lorgar and Magnus at the at the beginning? And Horus. Oh, and Horus. Horus is there in the back. Apparent. Apparently, <laughs> Horus stowed away. I don't know. It's implied <laughs> that like fucking. Okay. I don't know if we ever said this, but, um, in fact, I know we didn't, but, so the Emperor didn't just personally pull up his fucking bootstraps and go everywhere. Uh-huh. He also put people in ships and will, like, go that way and see if you meet anyone. Uh-huh. And if you do, bring them in the fold, and if any of them are eight and a half feet tall and fucking ripped, uh, call uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. Well... He, for the Great Crusade, there was something called expeditionary fleets, and there were like hundreds of these. I'll, most of them had space marines, a lot of them didn't. Uh-huh. And I'll, part of it is, yeah, if you send enough shit in enough different directions, you will eventually find the nine foot tall demigod. But also, the Emperor could like sense his sons, like easily, because they stand out in yeah. the warp. And also, it's implied uh, the Khan was psychic, oh. which. Eh. Interesting. Except I imagine his psychic was just spent on making it so that his feet made a little infinity symbol when he <laughs> ran fast. <laughs> uh, to touch back on uh, Jagahatai being the outsider, or one of the outsiders, uh-huh. he he kind of embraced the idea that he isn't an empire builder. Dorn and Horus and Rawbutt were empire builders, but every legion fills a role and when we get into the great crusade episode i'm we're probably going to spend a long time talking about this but the white scars which are his legion they just went fast <laughs> they go fast they, had, they eat ass they, and they do 9-11 wait wait that's not good <laughs> uh basically uh space marines have something called attack bikes which are just motorcycles with two machine <laughs> guns strapped good. to them and Jagahatai and straps himself it. and every one of his kids onto the attack bikes, whips out his scimitar and presumably dick, and just goes really fast. Uh, additionally, uh, I don't know if any if Fuzzy knows this, but every ship <laughs> they got, they would specifically request that it be made to go faster. I didn't know that, but I love it. uh, So he would talk to Mars and say, Hey, please make my ships faster. And then when they got them, his tech marines would be like, Okay, Dad, we're going to make these faster. (laughs) And there's an exchange between him and Fulgrim, where Fulgrim says, Ah, my contacts on Mars tell me that you are messing with your ships. And the Khan just looks at him with heavy-lidded eyes and says, I hear you mess with your soldiers. Because there reaches a point where Fulgrim just pumps all of his marines full of drugs. That's good, I guess. And uh, also genetic mutations. Oh, that's not good. Uh, 
We'll get to that. Also, apparently later on, there's a point. Oh no, I'll I'll save that for later because that's spoilers. For true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're at the. Oh, uh, apparently Khan Khan also uh, befriends briefly uh, the lion um, because... And Magnus. Yeah, and Magnus and, of course, Horus. uh, But he bonds with lion, presumably, excuse me, surely over a shared fetish for jet bikes and being mysterious. (laughs) And also, uh, the Dark Angels, they have, like, wings, which is Uh weird. They have the Deathwing, which are their, like, heavy assault troops. And then the Ravenwing, who are their bikers, and on Caliban, before the Emperor came and before the Space Marines, they had, like, the Knightly Orders, or specifically the Order, which is the one he was the Grand Master of. They had the Ravenwing, which were knights on just these enormous black horses. And that's why Ravenwing armor is black, while uh, traditional Dark Angel armor is green. Oh, interesting. Anyway, so, I think it's about that yeah. time. Jagatite was the fastest yeah, It's dog about though. that time. Yep. <laughs> uh, Buzz, you want to talk about your project? Your other project? Sure. Uh, hey, if you like to hear me yell about things, uh, you can hear me and a mutual friend of the other two hosts here uh, talk about Gundams. Um, it's called Mobile Suit Fandom, and you can find us at Mobile Suit Pod. Uh, that's my plug, which I'll probably just do every few episodes until uh, the listener base is the same. Oh wait, it probably already is. <laughs> oh, no. Hey. Uh, see, uh, for me, I think at about this point in release schedule, Double J Cryptid Emporium will begin releasing. So I'd like to talk about that. That is a show I do with friend of the show and other hosts uh jess aka the angry artist uh we talk about cryptids and all that fun shit so if that's your jam please uh find us that is uh jj cryptids on twitter at jj cryptids hey brayden do you have any projects hell no <laughs> tell us about school no. buddy how's it going <laughs> i don't want to think about school <laughs> I have I have five yeah. PVPs, so if you want to talk to me about a PVP, let me know. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, we're, check out Brayden's uh, strange PVP fetish. Menagerie uh, of PVPs. I was gonna. Uh, that's his uh, actual play podcast where he just reads PVP I just read all of the transcripts stuff that I post and the people in my PVP post. It's, it's bad. Pretty don't, masturbatory, don't, don't TBH. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's someone's uh, ASMR trick. Never. Anyway. So, for uh, for Grim Dorks, uh, I have been the Commissar John, and with me have been my two fearless men with balls of ceramite. This has been uh, Chaplain, Apothecary, Battle Brother, and various other titles, uh, Fuzzy with his big mace. This has been Necrodermis Dick Brayden. Bye. Bye. I love you. Thank you for listening to Grim Dorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.